there's living in the past. Then there's living for the future. And somewhere between those is living in the moment. But I think they all weave together. You wonder how? So do I. Here's your show. Living versus archiving. This is the Ericast for the week of May 3, 2015. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. All right, welcome back to the Ericast. Or welcome to if it's your first time. If this is your first time, by the way, make sure you catch last week's episode, um, episode 259. Um, if you're a long-time listener and you didn't catch that one, make sure you catch that one, too, because uh, this is sort of a follow-on to that one. But First of all, what is the Ericast? Uh, I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742, the listener feedback line. We made it through March, so this is now officially... Um, how's that math work? If we've been doing this for 10 years, we started in 2005, so we're in our 11th year. We've begun our 11th year. We've hit our 10th anniversary. I don't, and math is hard, right? That's what Barbie said sometime in the, was it the 90s? See, I could look that up, and that's relevant to today's topic. But anyway, what is today's, what is the Ericast, what is today's topic, etc.? This is going to be a little bit more disjointed than usual, because I'm doing some random reflections tying a few themes together. The Ericast is what we call a personal podcast. We use we around here, even though it's just me, Eric Larson. And you, when you call 206-339-3742, the listener feedback line proudly running from K7.net says 2005. So, either it is a, you know, you're here because you know me, it's a collection of stuff from me and you want to know what's on my mind, that's an information society reference from last week, actually. Um, or you're interested in the topic. Now, I, I have no idea what would have brought you here for this topic, but uh, it's great that you're here. And um, stick around. Let, let us, the majestic we again, let us know what you think. So anytime I go back into you know, a little bit of reminiscing, pondering, whatever, things get a bit messy. Eric's Eric's dusty brain gets traumatized just a smidge. So, so that's what I was thinking about. Um, we were talking last week about Information Society in a, in a, in a uh, concert when they returned to their hometown of Minneapolis, which is here uh, in the Twin Cities metro area, southern suburbs. And I, one of the things that struck me, and I'm going to see, this might be my 2015 interview project. I'm going to see if I can um, track down Krista Vosper, who actually got a shout-out from um, Kurt Harwin Larson. No relation, by the way. Um, I don't know if he's related to Krista or not. Probably not, but he's not related to me, despite the Larson name. Um from the stage, because he said that he could he could always spot where she was, even if she was in the back of the room, because he could see her hair. Ultimate spectacular eighties. I'd say eighties punk, but not really. See, here's the thing: I'm not an artistic connoisseur of certain vintages. I mean, the people who really geek out on on a particular you know, 
time period or whatever and can say, oh, that's actually, you know, that's not mid-century modern. That's the Danish teak movement from 1957. I, I don't, okay, I, I don't know. It just, I'd kind of clump it together as mid-century modern. So I wouldn't call Krista punk, but I don't quite know what it is, but the big hairstyle, etc. Um, literally as if she stepped out of the 80s cyberpunk information society movement. Here's the deal. Give or take, I think she's about 10 years younger than I am. I can probably say we on that because I think most of my uh, Ericast cohort is about my age here. Um, call in and report your age and your social security number too. No, I'm not going to ask of that. That'd be, that'd be weird. But I bet you're about my age. Early 40s. All right. If not, let me know. Late 30s, that's close enough. 40-ish, there you go. She's about 10 years younger. So by my math, that means that she was not really conscious of what the 80s were. Some of us lived through the 80s. If you were born in the early 70s, then you were fully cognizant of the world of the early 80s. If you were born in the early 80s, then you really weren't. That's just how the brain works in small children. So, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes, I have, I, I frequently go back to an observation from Ruth's grandmother, who lived to be 94, I believe, and commented when we observed, she was the kindest, nicest person you'd ever find, and we, we observed that some of, some of, um, those in her, the, her, cohort for that age at this point was sort of bitter and negative about stuff and whatever and would reminisce about the good old days and she said well when you look back you remember the good and you remember the bad but you don't remember everything in between that was just I forget how she put it. I mean, I sort of, my brain captures it as, you know, just kind of the mundane, the daily stuff. The vast majority of, you know, eh. And that, when I started thinking about information society and, you know, as, as a, as a band and as a movement in that, that late eighties, you know, cyberpunk thing. The pace of the world has changed so much. I mean, I'll give you an example. Okay, I think I mentioned Commodore 64 stuff last time. Uh, that's what I, I grew up on, Commodore computers. Uh, when I went to college, I splurged and bought a Commodore 128D used. And I wonder, how did I find it used? It must have been in the newspaper because this was well before, you know, Craigslist or anything. So it must have been a newspaper ad. <laughs> that's a quaint concept, isn't it? Uh, but I remember being up in Cornucopia, Wisconsin, where my formative teen years were spent, and going, I, I had a subscription to Run Magazine and Computes Gazette Magazine, but for some reason, I wanted something or had some interest or found a reference to something that was in Compute Magazine, which was like a broader 8-bit universe. Computes Gazette was just Commodore-focused. So I went to the library in Ashland. Now, I went because Mom drove me because I didn't drive because I wasn't 16 yet. So Mom drove me to the Ashland Library, and I made the request through an interlibrary loan 
that they filed someplace or mailed something in or whatever, um, did the lookup and probably a card catalog. Not sure if they had microfiche there. Somehow got the reference to whatever magazine I was looking for. They then mailed it to me, media mail, to our little post office box there in Cornucopia. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think how, like, couple, couple weeks span of time. Uh, weeks. Weeks, people, not days, and not hours, and not minutes. I mean, now literally, it would be a couple seconds to get whatever that information was. Just a couple seconds, including the time to type it into Google. It literally would be just a couple seconds. So, the, oh, I remember the fun, you know, golden era of X, Y, or Z. Well, I think that only makes sense because our brain has sorted out the other 99.99% of sitting around and waiting and not doing stuff and stagnating. So then the question is, are we, are we better off now than we were four years ago? Remember that? That, by the way, it was an old um, political campaign slogan. I forget which candidate said that. I could Google it and find out. Boom, like that. I would know. Probably a Reagan thing. I don't know. Um, I don't even need to know because I can just Google it and find out. In fact, you know what? All right. <laughs> See, you knew this was coming. It's like, what? <laughs> are you better off now than you were four years ago? I'm just throwing that string into Google. Um, and I'm just hitting the first blog result. It's loading. Wow, that took a moment. Um, and it's a 1980 reference. Okay, um, so apparently it goes back to Reagan. I could Google more deeply if you'd like, but there you go. So I now know that. Okay, in 1980, if you wanted to find a quote like that, how long would you know, I mean, you'd have to write down a note to yourself and say, well, I'm going to go to the library and try to research it and talk to a reference library. I mean, I don't even know how you would do that. Okay, so we have all this information around us, all this data. So the issue I now have, and this goes back to a story related to last week's episode, because I mentioned Krista Vosper, right? Well, here's the thing. I couldn't find that reference to her. She's a local artist. I knew that Kurt made a reference from the stage. I knew that there was a, it had some, like her name, started like with a, like a K or something. I guess. And I knew I made a note of it someplace. That's all I knew. I thought it was in Evernote. Couldn't find it in Evernote. Um, Evernote, by the way, is an application where you just, you can, uh, you can keep track of stuff. <laughs> Duh. Um, but you, you can email into it. You can uh, post through the, uh, through, uh, uh, the web app or the iPhone app or whatever. Um, I do a lot of emailing into it. It can capture web pages, that sort of thing. I was searching by date because I knew here's the day of the concert. It would have been shortly after that. So we'll just search from April 18th through, you know, the 20th or whatever. Nothing. But I knew I made a note of it someplace, somehow, in some way. 
So literally after about 45 minutes of searching, this is pathetic, isn't it? It's true confession time. Probably 45 minutes of searching. Here's the thing. I thought maybe I did a screen grab of something. It's a quick way. I sometimes make notes. If you have something up on the phone or the, the iPad, you just do a, um, just do a quick screenshot and that's in. Great. Well, where's that? So I go to my photos directory on my main computer here. I don't have anything on this one since, um, like late March. Well, I know that's not right. Oh, wait. Some of those I passed through Dropbox. And so in Dropbox are on the cameras upload, the camera uploads folder. The folder date wouldn't be refreshed. So let's look in there. And yes, I think, I think that was the thing that got me concluding the, you know, point A to point B that because it happened to be on the iPhone, I did snap a screenshot of the Twitter account or something to make the mental note of here's where it was. Except it wasn't a mental note, it was a physical note, but sort of useless because I couldn't find it. But I eventually found it. But like 45 minutes of my life, which sounds really pathetic. And then you realize, well, wait a minute. You know, 30 years ago, 45 minutes to actually do a research project was nothing. Then you think, well, yeah, but what kind of research project was this? You're just trying to find the name of the random person who had big hair at the Information Society concert. Right. Yeah. So back to our opening remarks that there's here i am living in the in the past you know some chunk of my brain basically through weird ephemeral stuff you know when i was recording a bunch of vhs tapes um of off-air television programs i sometimes i'd even edit out the commercials because who cares right you know news broadcasts well it just ran long whatever i won't bother well now the commercials and the news broadcasts and those kinds of things are what's really cool. Why are they really cool? Well, because we, well, you might not think they're cool. I think they're really cool. And I think they're really cool because it brings back the memories of living that, you know, as, you know, as through normal life. It's like that just was, that's just what life was. But if we focus too much on grasping hold of the things that were really cool for the sake of being cool and then try to carry that forward. Well, wait a minute. Now, what would be the daily life stuff that we'll look back on in 30 years and say, oh, I remember when whatever. Not quite sure. And then I take all of that mental angst and apply it to the world of uh, genealogy, um, historical family information, the stuff that people keep, um, I've long admitted to being a digital pack rat and a physical pack rat. My den, uh, upstairs, I must have an, an extra room. And we have an extra room in our house, which is my den, which is where, which is a 60s term, I guess. I'm not going to call it a man cave. Um, it's a nice room. It has my paper stuff. It has my books. It has a bunch of, uh, you know, my childhood stuff. The, um, you know, the Neil Armstrong boot print photo, framed photo that hung over my crib is in the den. Cause I remember it being in my crib and I remember that picture up on the wall. At the time, it was just something that dad thought was cool and put it in my room. But now I've hung on to it because I remember it because that was mine from that, you know, from my childhood, right? 
So that's great, but at some point it gets a little weird and creepy. So then you go through the, we don't need this, we throw it out. Well, right, but what do you want to pass on to future generations? But what are you passing on to future generations and for what um, for what purpose or what sake? And if there isn't the story behind it, um, the people side, you know, the thing doesn't matter. It's the life that was lived with the people, with the thing. And then some of it is just cool in general. You know, the pole lamp that is sitting in the same corner as the Neil Armstrong bootprint photo. That I just thought was really, really cool. And, and Ruth and I picked it up at an estate sale. Well, I picked it up at an estate sale and Ruth and her friend could not believe that I was actually buying it. Yes, I am. Um, you know, that's <laughs> that. Well, it fits with the, the the theme. Just like Krista was not alive in, or not cognizant of the glory days of information society, and yet um, has chosen to adopt that as a as a as a persona or whatever. So. How do we hold both of these things, these two extremes, you know, the living in the past or the you know, archiving for the future? Oh, I might need this. I better store it. I better keep it. While not losing hold of the moment, now we're into the whole um, mindfulness practice, personal reflection, contemplation, etc., meditation, um, which unfortunately has an inflection when I say meditation because uh, it's such a loaded term. Uh, regardless of your your spiritual background, um, pro con it evokes um, such strong feelings. Um, I like that we've switched to mindfulness in in 2015. That's the new buzzword uh, because I think it makes sense. It's like we should be attentive to the moment. I think that's great. It's also, in some ways, the ultimate, um, quote-unquote, waste of time, and yet it's not. Because if you're not doing that, what else would you be doing in our fast-paced information society today? And that simply brings us back to the way humanity has been for thousands and thousands of years. And if I reminisce about, you know, the 80s and getting your news, you know, once a day when you turn on the evening news at five o'clock to find out what's happened in the world today, right? It's kind of strange to sit, you know, reminiscing about the slow pace of the 1980s because, um, I would submit the 80s probably weren't all that slow paced over the, you know, compared to the course of, of human history, um, at five o'clock when the news came on, you did know what happened any place in the world. Uh, that was not the case, not, not too many years prior to that. So, um, so I, so that's, I told you this would be kind of a random collection. I'm really curious. I know I say Every episode, I'd like to hear from you, etc. I'm really curious what your take on this 
is. Because what's great is I have a, a really broad range of listeners. Thank you. Um, so you are unique um, in terms of age and perspective. And I would just, what does this evoke in you? Now, I've taken like 20 minutes to, to talk about this randomly. So I'm not going to impose that on you and say I need a 20-minute long rambling reflection. But what's your gut reaction you know, on the um, you know, archiving, preserving stuff for the future versus looking back and reminiscing versus digging through old archives versus just you know purge it all and move on and live for the moment? Um, yeah. Tell me what you think. 206-339-3742. Listener feedback lines. Just like an answering machine. Just pick up the phone, call it. Um, cell phones these days, you don't even have to worry about long distance minutes or anything. Just just call. Um, last four digits spell E-R-I-C. So you remember that. So it's 206-339-3742. E-R-I-C. Give a call. Leave a message. Let me know what you think. Um yeah, I'd like to carry this a bit further, but I need your input. So um, thanks for listening. Give that feedback. And until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.